Welcome to Porch Politics with the Equity Alliance co-founders and co-executive directors, Charlene Oliver and Tequila Johnson. Porch Politics is a part of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Learn more about them at tnholler.com or follow the holler on social media at the TN Holler. You know, the world has always given Black people limits, but the Equity Alliance is here to bring the sweet tea. Thank you guys for joining us. We are here to bring the real deal, everything black, everything politics, live from Charlene's Black Back Porch <laughs> in Bordo, the blackest part of the city. The Black Brentwood. The black, <laughs> in the Black Brentwood, baby. We are here talking porch politics, okay? There we go. There we go. You know, I think a lot of times people see us and they see us in this light of, here is Charlene and Tequila and what they doing leading someone, but two, who who are they? Who is right. Charlene and who is Tequila? And so this is our way. You see, we got our braids, we got our red lipstick, and we got our hoop earrings because guess what? We are on fire and we always have been. That's We've right. always had something to say and it's always been dipped in melanin and dripping with the truth, baby. <laughs> Y'all, this is, this is gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to just Letting it, letting it all hang through, you know. So we gonna talk some real, raw, unapologetic politics, Tennessee politics, maybe some national politics. Some national. You know, we gonna we gonna get local too. So we just gonna, you know, be off the cuff. This is unscripted. So this is our first ever porch politics. So we gonna give our hands a high praise for this. We we always bring in the innovation and bring you something new so we're excited for for this um this, this podcast so absolutely absolutely so you know for those that don't know us or the equity alliance that just might be tuning in for the first time so we are with the equity alliance but we're also charlene and tequila like we just two two girls from around the way from the south girls raised in the south i'm from little rock arkansas that's my hometown shout out to little rock L Rock, you know what I'm saying? It's dub. Yep. And I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee, by way of Alton Park, Tennessee, City View, you know, SYP's checking in. Yeah. So we we met, you know, as divine intervention. You know, just God crossed our path, you know, God yeah. allowed us to meet three, what, four years, five years ago? Four years ago. I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> it's been a long, it's been a long, long it's time. It's been a long time, y'all. And a lot of y'all have followed us over those five years. So you know what we've done in those five years. Uh, you may not know we done what we did before that, but I feel like everything I did before those five years got me to the point to where I'm at now. And those five years is like the, the real pivotal point of me actually stepping into my purpose. So I don't talk a lot about what I did before those five years because let me tell you something. The path that I thought I was on, I'm not, you know, this is something completely different. So we are here to tell you where we are now, what we have going on, and, and really tell you about what's happening in the city and in the state and in the country around politics. And you know what? This is what we do. We'll get an idea and we just we just run with it. So one day, I think this was right after George Floyd was murdered. They're right, murdered. Murdered by the police. Yeah. And um we was just like, you know, social media just like popping off. And we was just like, you know what? 
folks really need to be connected to God. So we need mm-hmm. to talk about this stuff. And uh, he was like, man, let's just we do a podcast. Let's just do a podcast. Let's just talk some push politics. Some politics don't get on what push with the drink. Like, you know. Yes. And uh, it was it was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. But we were so busy on the last month. We were supposed to watch this like a month ago. So that's not letting you know how busy we are. Uh-huh. But that's what we're doing. It's quarantine. We, we in a pandemic. We on quarantine. So it's in the only rice war, yeah. spiritual warfare, like and we on the front lines. Like I was telling somebody, I've worked 12 hours a, a, a day since March. And I'm at the point where I'm going to take a break a couple weeks from now. But I, mm-hmm. I tell you, like, I've been mm-hmm. training for the last two years for this moment because I don't know what the ancestors were saying or what God was saying. But I knew this moment was coming. I've been doing CrossFit, lifting weights. I've been going to the gun range. I've been, Charlene been out here planting fruits and vegetables. Yep. Let me tell you something, <laughs> baby. We knew a war yes. was coming. We were getting ready. I'm over here stocking up. Stocking up, my little survival, uh, get over mm-hmm. here, you know, mm-hmm. my garden. So that's what we're doing. We're ready for war out here. So let's talk politics. Let's talk politics. So we, we got some topics we want to talk about. It's election day. Today is election day. Did you go vote? Put it in the comments. Let us know that you voted. Uh, if you voted, check in. If you voted, baby. Yes. Let us put a little hashtag on this list. Let us know who are listening. Yeah. So we're So what we're going to talk about today, so where is August? Yes, we are ready for November, but it's August and we have uh, a presidential election coming up, but the hot topic is who's going to be vice president for Joe Biden? Well, Joe Biden. We could. We could. I think we can. Okay. Okay. We can say fuck Joe Biden. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. I don't want to offend none of our super democratic party people. But listen, black folks are sick and tired of being sick and tired. The party got to get their stuff together, baby, because I don't feel like a, I don't feel like it's a party. No, ain't no party. Ain't no party. No, ain't no party. So, you know, there's an article that came out talking about black women are being too ambitious because, you know, Kamala wants to be vice president, even though she's the vice president, and, you know, black women is in all their places. Listen, um, black women have not been given the, the place that they've, been, they've earned, especially in the Democratic Party. When is the black person going to be... Um, when is the black person going to be like a real black person? It's the Supreme Court. We ain't talking about Clarence Thomas. We ain't talking about Clarence. We do not bring up Clarence. If y'all Clarence. put Clarence in the comments, I'm coming for you because y'all know that's that BS. Mm-hmm. We're talking about everyday black people. Like there's this idea that in order to be in politics, you got to be super, super polished. And then yeah. there's this notion that in order to be an activist, you got to be super, super woke. And we just feel like black people deserve to be whatever the hell we need to be. At what place are black people going to be able to just show up as ourselves and not feel like we got a cold switch, we got an upsell, we got a downplay to fit into what we've worked for and what we've earned? That's that BS, y'all. That's that bull. But I'm here for a black woman being vice president. I'm here for a black woman being president, okay? But since since we'll settle for vice president, because you should have gave us president, but we'll settle for vice president, whatever congressional seats we can pick up and, you know, down ballot races. 
But black women, we've been carrying this party on our back for how long? For a long time. For a long time, y'all. It's time to give us what we what we're owed. It's time. So we got Kamala Harris that's up for VP. Uh, let's see. You got Val Demings. You got Susan Rice, who is the former. Um, what is she? National former national? No, she was the former national security advisor. Yeah, yeah. For President Obama. And then you got uh, Congresswoman Karen Bass and um, Stacey Abrams Lee. Lee, who's um, the she other black lady? Not Sheila Jackson. No, maybe I'm thinking about somebody. Stacey okay. Abrams. Karen okay, Karen Bass. Yes, yes. Now from California. So anyway, that's that's what we got as IBT pick. I think uh Tammy Duckworth is in there in the running as well. Who do y'all want to see be vice president? I personally, you know, I don't know. It it can go either way on a lot of things. I think Kamala is gonna be interest interesting yeah. from the criminal justice standpoint because you got Joe Biden. Who, the author of the crime bill, 1994 crime bill, and all of the things that put us in mass incarceration. And then you got Kamala, who, as a prosecutor in California, really um, took all of those laws that Joe Biden passed implemented and implemented them. <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to be a good look. We'll see. But she, she's a prosecutor. You know what? I'd like to see her be attorney general. Yeah. I think that would be a good look for her. I would personally like to see Stacey Abrams, and this, I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little biased because I mean, I just think about imagery being a dark skinned, thick chick with natural hair. Like, how often do you get to see that represented at that level? I mean, Stacey yeah. Abrams came out and talked about her student loan debt, you know what I'm saying? She was pretty black. Well, like, I relate to Stacey Abrams, okay? So, I would just, and she's from the south, she's right. kind of unapologetic, she's loud, you know, she just, you yeah. know what I'm saying? She disrupts the status quo. And I can't help it as much as I, you know, want to just want to like, okay, this is a system. We need to fix the system. I still like a little disruption every now and then with my coffee. Right. I'm the disruption is where it's at. Yes. Kick him props from Chicago. I don't think I know who that is. There's so many people they talking around. Don't nobody know. But Joe needs to come on and tell us who it is. Because yeah. one thing about black women, we are impatient, baby. We do not feel like waiting on Joe Biden and whoever's advising him. Matter. It's a serious matter, right? We ain't got time. It's a serious matter, okay. Uh, so, yeah, like, okay. we need to get Sister Simone on the phone and say, let me tell you something. What is Joe talking? What is Joe trying to do? Because this that BS. Black women feel like he's trying to play us. He's trying to string this thing on out so it gets to the point where we don't have a choice but to vote for him, no matter who he picks. I ain't feeling that. Now, he does need to pull in somebody that's going to pull the black folks. He do, because black people are tired of the BS. People ain't riding for Biden. So that's a good t-shirt. I ain't right. I ain't riding for Biden, but I'm gonna vote for him. <laughs> that's a t-shirt right there. That's a t-shirt. We got a lot of t-shirts. We got a lot of t-shirts. We love. So t-shirt. yeah, let's let's see who's gonna he's gonna pick. I'm, I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. Uh, let's see. You got Val Demings. I think she. I don't think a lot of people know her. She kind of rose to the scene when Trump got impeached. Mm-hmm. She was on the impeachment team, and uh, she's a former police chief. Mm-hmm. So that could that could be a good look to bring in some votes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Y'all let us know who y'all think. So what else? What's that boy? Let's see. Oh, kids went back to school this week. Y'all. <laughs> Jesus. 
I'm still recovering from Tuesday. I ain't gonna lie. Just go ahead and tell the truancy officer where I'm at because Christian ain't been since Monday. We're gonna try it again next Monday. Y'all, let me tell you, I spent 24 hours literally from Monday until the middle of Tuesday trying to figure out this technology, trying to figure out, okay, how do I log on to Schoology? How do I log on? Okay, I got a laptop for my kids, both my kids. One of the laptops didn't work. It said an e-repair. And I thought we got new laptops. Why did I get a used one? I don't know what's going on with that. The state gave, no, we, we passed, what, $24 million? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where that money went. I need to see the line like buzzing. That laptop wasn't new. Somebody right with them laptops. They ain't had no charges to them or nothing. Yeah, I don't know I who no charges. I still got to go to the school and get my charger in. I don't know who uncle pulled over with a with, with a box truck and dropped them laptops off the, off the metro. But this ain't right. There's some local man going on up in here. That's some BS now. Y'all know that's some BS. I don't know who got that little, little cutback for them laptops. But them laptops ain't new. <laughs> well, at least mine were. <laughs> but you know what? We 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 working now. We working. We got it working. Shout out to all the MMPS uh, administrators, Dr. Battle, all of the teachers, the staff, school board. Even though I was over here literally frustrated, I, I had to go take a nap. I'm serious. On the Tuesday that school started, I was so like out of it because I'm just like I can't figure this out. I got a master's degree and I can't even figure this out. I had to go take a nap because I was just so distraught. Like, I don't know how we're going to make this year. Yeah, but we're going to make it, y'all. We're going to make it. I, I did, like, I was kind of frustrated and then I had to go back and, like, center myself and meditate and think, like, okay, they don't know either. They're just figuring it out. We're all figuring it out. My employees probably think I'm dropping the ball on stuff because I'm like, I told y'all, my cup is empty, but my plate is full. So, right. You know, we we at the point where I think everybody just we just want to go outside. I just want to have some drinks and get some brunch and go to the club. Like, yeah, you know, I need these kids to go back to school. I could not work full time. Go back, go get these kids. <laughs> it's hard. I'm over here trying to fix lunch in the middle of a Zoom call for these children. Like, y'all, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wear that mask so we can go on and get back to you know regular yeah. life. So, but I. You know, going back to the school thing, you know, it's that bull. Like, dang, the technology wasn't working. The teachers stressed out. They ain't making before the thousand a year. Like, right. it's just, we gotta, we gotta fix Nashville, Tennessee. We have, uh, we have a race problem, but we have a class problem too. It makes no sense for some of our most essential workers to not be able to afford to live in a city and have to teach kindergartners on Zoom and on Schoology and Teams and seventeen different softwares and don't have any support. Like that's that B, that's that straight up BS. Like and my heart come goes on down to teachers who have kids in the district themselves. Like how do they expect the teachers to teach from eight o'clock to three o'clock? And their own children have to be monitored on the laptops as well. Like, how are they going to do that? Keep office hours, making sure their own children are good, making sure they good. What, they got to go to the bathroom in the middle of the day? You know, so it's just a lot going on. And lot. I just, my heart goes out to all the teachers. Y'all are doing your thing. If there was one one person that was really making me feel good and making me feel assured the first day of school, it was the teachers. Yeah. They were empathetic. They were, they understood. They even sent, you know, clarifying emails saying, look, 
we understand, but this is what the real deal is. And I appreciate that. I appreciate I, I said I wasn't going to complain about the first day of school. <laughs> I'm complaining, but not to the teachers. I'm no, not complaining, I'm not complaining to the teachers. teachers at all. Which is the problem, which is how we even got into the Equity Alliance. Let's bring it back to politics. Because we worked on Christian Bugs race. Who was yeah. a teacher? Who was frustrated? Who just had to launch a bartender school to, you know, make ends meet? So for us, we see like that's what's needed. The decisions that are being made are being made by people who ain't never had to live through it. So we right. don't expect you to make the best decisions. But it's time for the cream to rise to the top, baby. Y'all have to let people who actually have real life experiences influence and inform some of these decisions. Because right. if not, the people who are going to be impacted by it are going to suffer. Because you you living in Brentwood, you a millionaire, you come from a generation of wealth. You don't understand what it's like for somebody like me that's a first-generation college student, single parent, trying to build an organization and parent a child. Like, you, I don't expect you to understand. But what I do expect for you to do is have some grace and have some empathy and allow my voice to be heard and actually take that into consideration. Don't just put me out there and be like, look, black people, they, look, we got black people right here. No, like, when I say something, make it stick. Throw it on the wall and make it stick. That's real. That's the realest thing I ever wrote, y'all. <laughs> now, uh, let's let's bring it on back to politics. Again, okay, to politics. Education. Okay. So you got again twenty four million dollars of CARES Act money, and for those that don't know, CARES Act is the uh, federal bill that Congress passed back in March to give state and local governments relief, financial relief to and then to stimulate the economy. So it was to really care for our communities. And uh, the city was given $121 million out of that money. And uh, the they decided that $24 million of that $121 is going to go back to the school district. So, or MMPS school district to purchase laptops. Mm -hmm. So that's a direct link of how your tax dollars and your vote actually influences and impacts your life so we got laptops and you know a digital divide that people are still having to navigate through and these decisions are being made by people that we vote for we vote for mm -hmm. so you know we got to make sure we're paying attention to those local elections speaking mm -hmm. of elections speaking of elections but before that, I do want to give a shout out to Black and Tech Nashville that has been for the last three years. My sister Fallon been drilling me down and saying that this was going to happen. And she was right because it's happening right before my eyes. And I'm like, what was that stuff you were saying about the tech inclusion, digital access? Yeah, we need some of them talking points. So this is actually <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But back to the policy. Yes. So, again, it's election day. I hope you got yourself to the polls. Polls literally ended, closed five minutes ago. If you are in line right now, stay your butt in line. Stay your butt in line. Like them J's coming out. Yes. So, who's on the ballot? Who's on the ballot? So, we got some races. We, we got some about. races, y'all. It's been a little dirty. We usually get involved in the races, yeah. but we said, no, no, no. We're going to step back because... You know, the way we came in, we kind of came in strong. We we were so eager. It wasn't that we had these like intentions to try to take over politics. We I didn't I'm gonna be real with you. I'm just a girl from Chattanooga. I did not realize that the equity alliance will be what it is today. So guess what? We doing this thing. We ain't asking for we ain't asked for permission. We ain't gonna apologize, but we are gonna ask you to give us a little grace as we learn and grow as black women and as leaders. 
we stepped into this thing like you know what let's just go on here let's start a pack and an organization we didn't know what none of that was, but we guess what? We figured it out, dog. <laughs> we figured it out. And we're still figuring it out. So, you know, I think that's the beauty of the movement that we're leading is that this this work is for everybody. It's work for everybody. It's work to do for everybody. And it's, it's, there's a place for you in the movement. It's a place. Mm-hmm. There is a place. And, you know, we got to all be doing our part. We all got to be doing our part. So uh, we, we're figuring it out. So. Let's talk about House District 54. Is it 54? Ooh, Representative Dixon, Terry Clayton. So, Ooh. Representative Mr. Dixon is up against. I gotta um, get some tea on that. <laughs> Terry Clayton. So, this is in my district. Um, and Mr. Dixon is the incumbent. Incumbent means basically the person that's already holding the office. So, you know, we gotta break it down for you for those that don't know. We're here to like help you y'all. Because I didn't know this stuff. I had to learn it. So guess what? I'll teach you that. I'm serious. When I first heard the word incumbent, I ain't gonna lie y'all. When I was younger, I was like, right. <laughs> right. So incumbent means the person that is currently in office seeking re-election. So uh Vincent Dixie and Terry Clayton were playing for her. I ain't gonna lie. Like I don't I don't know Terry Clayton personally, but he was throwing a lot of mud on Representative Dixie. Yeah. I was like, come on, bro. Like when yeah. you know we kind of shop a little belt, y'all. I I'm mean sorry. when you come from people's family, people wives and stuff. I'm like, sorry. Listen, I used to fight, I was a combo when I was young. And I used to fight boys. People think I'm a little aggressive. And dudes used to talk about my mama. Somebody <laughs> talked about my mama. That was fighting words. We were fighting in the grass. I ain't lying. So you talking about somebody, mama, their wife, their kids, and politics? That's not limits, man. I would come to your house. Your house is public record. You don't have office. I would show up at your door. So what? What's that? What you talking? Yeah, that was a so little Terry dirty. Clayton, lucky I wouldn't run into him because baby, we the drug you. Ooh, ah, you don't talk about who. No, we don't know. We don't know what beef him and Representative Dixie got. We don't really care about that. But as black people, man, come on, man, we got to do better with each other. Like you could have, you could have yeah. came at his record and the things that he didn't do. But and the job had nothing to do with his wife and their personal business yeah. and all that. Like, and then had the nerve to insinuate that another state representative was a part of. And I dirt. know personally who the person was, and it wasn't Representative Dixie. So that's yeah, why I'm like. That was- that was a little bro, man. You don't, you don't bring the people's personal you don't business. Man. Come on now. Or their personal health and what they went through to and drag them in the mud and no right. This made me feel like, man, if he would do that against Mr. Dixie and he says that he has this long history of things that he hasn't done, what he gonna, how he going to act when he get in the General Assembly? I don't know. I so, know about it, but yeah, yeah that was messy. That then was he got old. Old Steve Dickerson, our, our favorite Republican that the Democratic Party likes to turn around. <laughs> that was messy. I'm sorry. Kimmy Abernathy and Heidi Campbell. Oh, you got Kimmy and, and Heidi running and in the Heidi primary. In the Democratic primary. primary. And then whoever wins that race will meet up with Steve Dickerson in the general in November. So I heard that got a little dirty too, just a little bit. But I, I was too busy with the black folks' dirt. I couldn't get in on the white folks' dirt. I know. So we, we ain't got much to say about And what that. district is District 20 anyway? It's like they got a little money out there anyway. I ain't got time to be worried about rich folks' beef. Yeah. They beefing over. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oak Hill. Oak Hill. Uh, we ain't nah. supposed to be out there anyway. Let's ain't nothing going on in Oak Hill. 
ain't nothing going on. But you know, I do think that you know, I get that people think Steve Dickerson is a friendly Republican, but if you a Democrat, he's still a Republican. Like, what they out here doing? Hey, what are they? What is Steve Dickerson doing for anybody? Writing prescriptions? Hello, catch that tea, baby. Okay. <laughs> and this one is kind of deep too. Back to the back to the black okay, folks. Yeah, okay. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> My bad, Steve Dickinson. Please vote on that. Uh, vote the rest of the No, no, for real. Shout out to Steve Dickinson. He was a, a co-sponsor for our voter rights restoration bill last year. So he he is good on some issues. He's pretty good on voting rights. <laughs> So you got to give it up to him for that. He was a co-partner with Jim Cooper on the Project Register initiative back in 2018. So, you know, got to give it up to him. He's for medical marijuana. Okay, you know what? I changed my mind about you. You should have said that at first. You need to put that on your flyers. Uh, <laughs> right. Lead with that. Lead with that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in November on that one. Sharon you Gentry. So you got Sharon Gentry, Ooh. the incumbent, versus Robert Taylor and Barry Barlow. So yeah, that's my district too. Uh, that was on my ballot as well. Uh, this is a full board race. So Sharon Gentry, excuse me, is the incumbent for District One uh, School Board and a former board chair. So you know she. Yeah, I, I like Sharon Gentry. You know, I, I really, I'm going to be real with y'all and Sharon Gentry don't kill me, but I really do think that it's time for Sharon. Sharon Gentry is like a uncovered gem. Like, I've worked with her. She comes out strong, but most Black women do because we've always had to position ourselves. So when a Black woman is, is assertive in what we say and we demand a certain thing, most times white women are like, oh my God, uh, I'm yeah. offended. But really, it's like, no, because if we don't, you're going to be in here crying victimizing yourself. Yeah. So I have to be firm on what I say. We don't want to, you think black, you think I don't want to get vulnerable and be soft? We do, but y'all yeah. ain't never gave us the opportunity to. You put all that men away. I mean, that's a whole other tangent. The college anger black women. Angry black women. We can't wear our natural hair. Booty too big. Your man looking this offensive too. Like, we can't win. Can't win, man. That's so, a whole other That's a whole, that's a whole no, other We're going to that. Yeah. We're gonna get to that. So, you know, Sharon, Sharon Gentry is up against Robert Taylor. You know, we, it could go either way. It could we'll go see. either way. And to be honest, I like Robert Taylor, too. I mean, he do have, what, seven kids? No, he got eight kids, eight I kids. think. If he can't do nothing, he can have some kids. So, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. He has experience managing multiple kids within his household. So, that is a good thing. And, and if I, I'm not mistaken, he's got one in a charter school. He's got one in a regular zone school. So a uh, magnet school as well. So he's got a, a diverse experience with all the different um, school choices in Metro. So you know, it could go. I would be happy either way, to be honest. Me too. Because if Robert Taylor win, I'm gonna push Sharon Gentry to run for something else. Hopefully, yeah. I got my respect for Sharon Gentry, especially last year when folks were coming for Dr. Joseph, mm -hmm. uh, superintendent, and uh, old girl, what's her name, Jill Shepard, Jill Shepard, excuse me. Deal, and had folks uh, coming to the school board with masks and everything, and they had to call her out. So yeah. Sharon Jensen got on that mic, and she was just like, "Look, y'all, we ain't having it. We ain't having it." She she made it on big, and I was like, "And she's smart, like y
she's very, very smart. I think that sometimes people look at the personality and ain't nobody in politics got personality, but y'all expect black folks to come out here and sound bo bojangle all the time. We're not doing that. We're doing the same thing y'all do. We're getting, we had some policy. We're being right about the business and we're being unapologetic and we're rolling our eyes. Deal with it. Okay, moving right along. Ooh, you got, okay, we're rambling. Okay. We're rambling, y'all. You got Jim Cooper, Peter Haynes. Uh, so you got Congressman Cooper, Jim Cooper, who's a sitting congressman, Keita Haynes versus Chuck Rawlins. District five. District five. So that's a, that's another interesting one. That's interesting. You know, like obviously Keita's a black woman, so we like black woman. You know, yeah. I yeah, hope she at least get thirty percent. You know, yeah. I'm just gonna say because if she don't, for me, that's gonna say that a lot of black people that came out and voted. You know what I mean? Either they didn't steal the narrative or they voted for the incumbent. So that's going to be telling to see if Peter, if Peter comes out victorious, we're going to be happy. But we yeah. really want to see a black woman at least get 30 yeah. percent. Of course, you know, Congressman Cooper is an incumbent. He's been sitting for a while. There yeah, is he, this. He's been, office he's been in office for a little minute now. Yeah. And for disclosure, that's my former boss. I used to work for Congressman Cooper for two years, uh, from mm-hmm. 2017 to 2019. I was his former um, community liaison and communication. Um, What's another point of, of reference? Because people think yeah. just because you work with somebody, you can't hold them accountable. Congressman Cooper, no, we're getting his ass too. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, and let me tell you, he's come around on some issues because we've been getting Yeah. And me, with me being in his office, he's come around on some issues. So, you know that's that's the job of the staffers and our as voters like to hold him accountable. So I think you know this is a good wake up call for him. You know we can't get comfortable sitting in these seats. Listen, we cannot get comfortable. So I'm glad that competition is good. It, it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it's it's time. You know the the the, the wave of uh, Nashville in terms of ideology and being progressive is shifting. And you gotta change with the time. You gotta change with the voters, and you gotta make sure you're representing mm-hmm. the voice of the people. And so I hope I hope Jim is listening. You know, we had each other's cell phone numbers, and he called me up. I called him up, and he's a good friend. He's a really smart man as well. He I just give that to him. That's the thing that I like. He's like he's really smart. He's like over your head smart. Right. I don't lie. Like policy. I've never met somebody more smarter than Jim. Like smart. And that's not to say Keita isn't smart, because Keita's oh, yeah. smart, too. I've had oh, yeah. conversations with Keita. She know what she's talking about. She know her thing. Mad and she's respect. Yeah, mad respect, because it takes a lot of balls for a black woman to come up and challenge an incumbent, which is why I'm like, I donated to Keita's campaign, because I'm like, look, sis, you doing something that, I ain't going to lie, I ain't got the balls to do. I don't want to run for office. I don't want the pressure of creating policy. Please I don't let everybody know that. What? You don't run for office. I can't, I say it all the time. It's not a secret. I do not want to run for office. I will be your chief of staff. If anybody else wants to run, I will help fundraise for you. I will go, I'll put on my tennis shoes and knock doors for you. I know my role. Look, look, I'm on the front line, baby. What you trying to do? I'm a soldier. But when it comes to running for office, I realize that there's a very thin line between activism and policy making. And I think- I was just having a conversation. Yeah. Earlier, like, that was running hard for, for me to swallow. Being an elected official is much different from being an activist. Like when you're running for office, you are representing the people, and you gotta, you know, know your issues, and you gotta know the the vast majority of your district. And so you're not just representing one small faction of like just black people. You gotta represent all people when you sit in there. So that's the that's the hard part about running is being you, 
answering the people and being beholden to those folks. I don't want to answer for some of y'all. So that's why I'm saying, you know, maybe 20 yeah, years rude. from now, God may put it on, but right, God's still working on me. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm very biased in how I deal with my issues. All right, I'm moving on. Real. Okay. Um, let's skip Todd Gardner. Yeah, let's just skip that one. Let's skip. You want to skip Gabby Salinas? Yeah, we'll let that one play out. House District 97 over in Memphis. Uh, Gabby Salinas and Ruby Powell Dennis, black woman against Al I think it's Alex Clayton. I was going to talk to y'all. So, yeah, it's a Democratic primary over there. It's an open seat. Check it out. If you're in Memphis, check that out too. House yeah, District Memphis, man. I love Memphis, man. You can be black in Memphis, man. Oh, now let's talk about this Senate race. Who this U.S. Senate race, baby? I am so sick of these damn commercials with Manny Sethi. Then he don't sit his ass down. I'm sorry. Do you know you're not a person of color? You talk about you don't like immigrants. What? See, that's the problem. That? You know what I'm saying? We we need to we need to get our immigrant brothers and sisters right on together and let them know. Look, man, just because you look white, did you run that ad by Turk? He I'm did not. No, he, he did, did. not. Shout out to Petite. Where is Petite? Where is um Stephanie? Oh man, we're gonna miss you, Stephanie. But shout out to Lisa because Lisa gonna, gonna do what she needs to do. Turk is an awesome organization. We partner with them a lot. How y'all feeling about this Senate race? Y'all talk to us in the comments if you watch it. Let, Why, let tell us, us about this Senate race. I mean, you got James Mackler, who I, you know, he's a nice guy, but it's like, come on, James, man. I don't know. I don't know, James. I don't know if you got the juice. Oh, we forgot James Turner, too. Um, then you got Robin yeah. Kimbrough. Hey, and Marquita Bradshaw, Bradshaw. Out of Memphis, and then Bill Haggerty, endorsed by Trump. Trump. But depending on what district you ride through, yeah, so he ain't got that on. That's the gonna be street. interesting race there, uh, matchup in November. So. Uh -huh. What about James Turner and Representative Mike Stewart? Yeah, that's right. a good. Let me tell you something. Y'all better put some respect on James Turner's name in that party, baby. Because James Turner, I ain't never seen Mike Stewart sign in any of y'all's babies. Now, I know he just got a little bit of that district, but let's just be real. James Turner came put some anointing on this race, baby. Ooh, he lit the fire. He lit the fire. I said, Ooh, Jesus got an angel with a blazing sword in his name. with James Turner, baby. He just set this race on fire. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. I just hope that the people that are new to politics and that are like running for the first time, even if they don't win, because it's power and losing. I, I, I always say that to people. Just because yeah. you don't win, don't grow faint. Don't get tired. It's yeah. power and losing. You build, you build off of that loss. But I hope that they get some support and when those numbers come out, they see that the black community showed up and got behind them. Regardless of how you feel about them personally, I want them to know that they have support in their community just for putting themselves out there on the line. That's some heavy stuff to go out there. It yeah. was packed. Who is behind that pack? Tennessee Student Success. I, I heard so many things. I heard it was white folks trying to knock James out, but then I heard it was the 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 voucher people trying to knock uh Mike out. I mean, either way, Mike Stewart has been an ally. He's a good person. You know, it's hard to vouch for a Democrat right now in the state. Based off of what they do, because they just in a super minority, they really yeah. can't do anything. There's only what 25 of them. You know, they can't really do much. But I will say, uh, Mike Stewart gonna be doing some town halls in Antioch if he wins. I bet you that. Mm -hmm. Ooh, will be back. Yeah. So that's that on that. That's that on that. We we got the politics out the way. Let's go to the pop culture, Charlene. Let's talk about. Let's okay. talk about what's happening in pop culture. Okay, just a little bit, just a little, a little bit. bit. 
So Beyonce, Beyonce came out, Black is King, y'all. She came out with her own film again. Yes, baby, did you get it? Did you download see Disney it? Plus? Baby, let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. Yeah. You, you know, I watch. You know, I'm half and half. I got a little bit of this kind of blood and a little bit of that kind of blood. So I'm like a black Christian with a little bit of that African in me. And baby, let me tell you, when I saw, when I saw her reference to to Oshun, if you don't know who Oshun is, go look it up. Y'all, oh y'all, I was like. Baby, waist beads was glistening, crystals was in the moon. Man, that blue and I was, outfit. And I had my Bible under my arm like this. I'm sorry, can we talk about the wardrobe, though? The, yes. The blue outfit with the hood in front of the waterfall. Oh, my God, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I, I, I seen where No Name, Sister No Name came out to Beyonce, like, this whole, like, yeah. capitalism thing. And we get it, but guess what? Can we talk about capitalism after reparations? I want my money. I don't know about y'all. the art. Yeah, and Beyonce is an artist, and yeah. I think Kia Jarman said this, and it really resonated with me, is that Beyonce's doing what she's supposed to do in this moment, which is build up this huge base of people around yeah. the world, Craig, not just in the U.S., the world, Craig, and then she puts black in their face and just rub it all, and her and Jay-Z sitting down, eating collard greens, washing it down with Ace of Spades. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I get the capitalism argument. But I'll be applying that to white people because black people ain't never had that. So, so when I think about that, when I see that image as a black girl that, that grew up poor, like, I don't want to oppress people. I want people to work a living wage. I don't want to uphold a system that oppresses our people. But I remember what it feel like to be hungry. And I want to wash my food down with some paper spades, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. And most black people do want to keep it real. Yeah, for sure. I'll check that out if you ain't seen. You got LeBron James on here. Yeah, we LeBron, we love you, boo. Give us some of that photo registration money. Yeah. Oh, have y'all been watching the NBA? NBA is back, baby. What did they say? It's a whole new game. Yes, it is, because they got Black Lives Matter painted on the court. Go check Mm. that out. I'm here for it. So, what else? So, now we're going to skip to a little section called Hard Tea. Hard tea. Okay, we gotta be serious. We now. gotta get a little serious, you know. The, the hard tea. We're gonna give you the tea on some, some stuff. You know, we, this wouldn't be we wouldn't be the equity lines if we didn't actually give you the actual tea on voting, on politics, on all things election. So you know, we just gonna let you know. So yesterday, last night, the Tennessee Supreme Court uh, made a ruling about absentee voting. So for those that aren't familiar with the term absentee voting. So in Tennessee, you can actually mail in your ballot if you have a reason or excuse to do so. Usually if you're sick, if you're elderly, you're out of overseas, in the military, in college, college, something like that, where you can't physically go to vote, mm-hmm. you can go absentee. Now, your president, unfortunately, will have the need to believe that absentee ballot is not the same as mailing Same thing, just different language, you know what I'm saying? So, but what had happened was, the Supreme Court came back and said, y'all can't use COVID as an excuse. But yeah. everybody using COVID as an excuse for everything else. You got minutiae just printing dollars like making it rain. And people can't mail in their ballot? Listen, it was a tweet. It was literally a tweet. Hold on, this is it. The post office is secure enough for millions of Americans to send taxes to the IRS this year. Secure enough for the government to mail out $1,200 stimulus checks, 
secure enough to see credit cards and passports and driver's license. And my not add is secure enough to do your census um, form for the mail, but not secure enough to vote. See, that's what that's why this porch politics is important because we gotta zone in on why they keep trying to stop us from voting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know people say, well, our vote don't matter. We've been voting for years and da 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 I will say we have been attempting to vote for years, but they have been continuing to suppress our vote. And when we say suppress, that just means they try to stop us. It's yeah. like if you go for an you go for a three-pointer and Shaq comes down and just <laughs> knock your ball out. That's what keeps happening to black people. Okay? We, you know, we went from being counted as three-fifths of a person to them fuckers said, we're going to cheat and make sure y'all stay three-fifths of a person. I mean, the black vote has been watered. The brown vote. Now, you got our brown our immigrant brothers, so they in the same boat as us. We might as well all just realize we in the same boat, bro. Whether you want to be in the boat with black folks or not, you might need to be friends with us because we've been in this boat for a real long time. We can tell you what holds that. We in the same boat. They, they're trying to keep our people from voting because when we start voting, we start tapping into the power that this idea of democracy that our forefathers, the white men in the white wig, that they put in place to, to preserve power for themselves. Yes. But our ancestors fought. I'll, you know, John Lewis, senior, 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 senior energy down here. Our ancestors fought, put bricks upside their head, water hoses. Even before then, they died. They, our ancestors were strategists. Yes. You know what I mean? They were. Still enslaved to make sure, like, let's be real. Nobody free black people. We free ourselves, and it's gonna be up to us to free ourselves now. And the way, one way, because I will say, voting isn't the only thing. Yeah, freedom is a fight, and when you in a fight, you don't just come to the fight with a knife when you fight in a war, because you have different battles. You come with a whole bunch of artillery. You got a knife. You got a gun. You got mace. You got a bazooka. You got tanks. And, and voting, voting is just one tool in the toolbox, baby. It's just one of those things, you know what I mean? But you can't discount, you can't discount the power that it has. You can't discount it. Because it's like the bazooka. It's like, all right, when we roll through on that on that tank, baby, we're taking at least 15, 20 of y'all out at a time. You know what I'm saying? But you still need other stuff to go along with it. You still yeah. need people on the front lines with the knife. You still need people, you know, with the, with the, the Marines, the, the Navy. The, you need all those branches to win a war. But I think sometimes the way we approach freedom, we approach it like a battle. This is a war, baby. You might lose a battle and still win the war. Y'all remember that? That's real. So what else? So this week, the Census Bureau came out and said they're going to cut it short. They're going to cut the operation short because after they said due to COVID, they would give us more time. But I feel like that's all connected to this whole argument around how we can't use COVID as a way to justify million ballots. Because if we use COVID as a way to justify anything else on the federal level, then that gives a judge a way to say, you know what? Well, y'all use it for this. Why can't it be used for this? So I think that they got a lot of, you know, that's the importance around it too. Yeah. Did yeah. they say they will how long did they originally say from like? Uh till the end of October. And now they're gonna go until uh September eighty September. So if you have not filled out your census, fill it out. Go to twenty twenty census.gov and fill it out. I keep hearing a lot of people talk about, well, they know where I live at. 
Ah, they know where I, they got my information already. Yeah. Let me tell y'all something. Next year, they are, they probably do because they got drones and all kind of stuff. They ID and yeah, they know where you live at, your social security number, all of that. But what but one thing we gotta understand is the power of data, the power of information that comes from data. And Obama said it. Oil, the data is the oil of our generation. And so, and, and that means a lot of different things. But when you think about the census, they use the census to determine a lot of stuff. And it's it's crazy because they know brown people and black people traditionally aren't counted in the census. We don't be trusted. Because we don't trust them. And I feel y'all, we don't trust them. But at the end of the day, like we all love America. Many of us or else we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. If you like me and you've traveled overseas, baby, when you whip that American passport out, let me yeah. tell you something. <laughs> you feel like Jay-Z in that thing with that American passport. I love America. But I do not love America. America does not love me. And I ain't going nowhere. They got to deal with it. So definitely fill out that census. That's how we get, you know, our representation in Congress. Like, that's how they know how many congressmen get each state. That's how much they know how much CARES Act money we're supposed to get. They based off the population in Nashville on how much money we're supposed to get from the stimulus uh, CARES Act COVID money. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of reasons that census is important. It's power. It's political power. And all you got to do is fill out the form. All it takes is like, let's just And they it. already got your information, man. So you might as well just go on and fill it out. They yeah. already know where you at. Right. You got a driver's license. <laughs> They know you, man. You might as well, like, come on now. But this is one of those tools that they use because they know we're not as educated on what this does, and we end up shying away from it or turning our back on it, and then they come around and use it against us on the back end, man. This chestnut chuckle. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we're coming up on the end of our, our podcast. Yes. Thank you. 2020 Thank you, Ray Carroll. Come on, yes. organizer Ray Carroll. Shout come out on, to Ray Carroll. I see you, Ray Carroll. We yes. love us some Ray Carroll Wooder, baby. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all messed up not hiring Ray Carroll now. She belongs to the Echo there last night. Y'all now. Yeah. Don't fight you over Ray Carroll, too. That's right. That's right. So, upcoming events. So, we're going to close out on some things that y'all need to know that, you know, Echo Alliance is working on. We got a lot going on, but just all of this is important work. So our fair share. We need our fair share of this COVID money. Period. Period. So we've been advocating for a couple of months to make sure that this money gets to our community. When I say our, I mean black and brown community, working class community, the people out here actually suffering. So go to our fair share Nash and fill out this survey. The survey is actually real-time data that our elected officials are going to be using and have already used. They use it. They use our survey to, to decide that $10 million is going to go to mortgage and rent relief. Because that's what people yes. said they needed. They needed mortgage and rent relief. And, yes. you know. So uh, we're also kicking off um, our sort of field operations, our ground game operations. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to shout out to Rob Wright. Yes, Rob Wright, Leland, see y'all out there. Yeah, we got our city. black men out there, you know. So tomorrow, tomorrow from 3 to 7.30, come see us at Minerva on Buchanan Street. We're going to be out here. We're going to have some food trucks. We're going to be giving away some gift cards. Social distance. Yes, a socially distance 
there. Yeah, big up to the homie Black Rob and Minerva and Weekend. Yes, he always comes. He through. always comes. Oh, they love me Black Rob. Really good. Shout out. So yes, our Nash.com. Fill that out. It literally takes like five minutes to fill it out. And you don't have to uh, provide your information, your, your contact information. Yeah, we got our yeah. Okay, because I wanted to talk about how we got to our fair share. I feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's something that a lot of people want to know. I've seen a lot of haters out there lately feeling like, oh, they they behold into Mayor Cooper. No, 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 no. We actually just told him, like, hey, we need to make sure this money go to black people and we need to make sure we get our fair share. And he was like, all right, well, here you go, leave then. So, what was we supposed to say? No, nah, we just want to talk smack. We ain't really want to do no work. No, we did what black women always do. We took the charge and we leave it and it's getting done. And people are telling us where they want this money to go. And people are getting help, they're getting support, they're getting resources. And Mayor Cooper is listening to us. He's listening to yeah. us for two reasons. One, because we're actually doing the work. Two, because we're producing what he's asking us for to produce and we're doing it in a timely fashion and we're doing it the way we do everything with sass, pizzazz, class, and making sure that it's done the right way. And then also because nobody knows how to lead in this quarantine pandemic nobody ever has so i think this is a time where we get to hold our leaders accountable with grace we get to tell them here's my idea it's not enough to just blow things up we're not that kind of organization we want to actually we don't want to just we come as solution oriented yes we are solution oriented we don't want to just blow it up we and actually we actually came to the table with solutions yes we had a <laughs> we had a whole proposal baby we had a whole proposal no five-point proposal of solution for the mayor and they're actually coming to fruition. Actually, go check the RFP that the, the, the governor, he actually took our idea. Yes, Governor Lee, you took the Equity Alliance idea, baby. You need to pay black women and bet on black women because you took our whole proposal and we know you did it. The Tennessee Cares Program. We just don't all put that out there. Since we on the porch drinking. Yeah. Charlene got me drinking this long gallon iced tea. I thought it was tea. Got a little tight. Anyway. Uh, our fairsharenash.com, we'll take that out. Also, we are hiring some canvassers. Canvas basically means going to the door, you know, knocking on people's doors, getting them to out the survey. $17.50 an hour. Because, you know, we pay a living wage. Big up to Odell and the labor movement. We pay a living wage, baby. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't play around, man. So go, go check it out on our Facebook page. We can apply for that. Uh, the link will be closing pretty soon. So uh the kickoff oh yeah yeah we, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we mentioned the kickoff the kickoff yeah. is tomorrow so if anybody that's interested in being a campus they're posting this tomorrow at minerva 3 to 7 30. uh that is on 1002 buchanan street buchanan 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 depends on who you outdoor outdoor okay august 8th this saturday reclaiming our vote Shout out to Robert Cheryl at the uh, I Studio. Robert Cheryl. Robert Cheryl, we love you. Oh, we love us, Robert. Yes, he is hosting the uh, voter registration and rights restoration clinic. So if you need your voting rights restored, come holler at us. Our organizer is gonna be there, and uh, we gonna get you set up. Volunteer orientation, August eighteenth. That's my baby's birthday. I'm gonna be there, y'all. But we gonna have volunteer orientation. So our organizer Samika will uh, hold you down on the 18th. If you are interested in getting involved, if you're if you're getting led by the spirit to say, you know what, I should be doing more right now. I need to be doing something because you know they out here wilding out. Our president, the Congress, everybody out here wilding out. They doing their job. I need to be doing something. 
come see us. We have something for you to do. Yes, baby. Calls, doors. But you gotta do our orientation first to get the beats, and then we're gonna we're gonna put you in, put you to work. So that's it, man. That's what we got going on right now. Yeah. Uh, whew, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. It's a lot. But you know what? I'm thankful that we have a team of people like we have Tariba, who's behind the scenes, Parham, our communications director, helping us with this. Yes. We got our, bro- our awesome, awesome brother, Leland, who's managing the Our Fair Share. We got Tori, our awesome brother, who's our organizing director. Like, listen, our cup runneth over and our plate is full. Yes. And we are thankful we are for it. We are we thankful. Are so blessed. Yes, we have. We are a statewide organization, y'all. We always wanted to be have a goal. Of being so we in Memphis, man. We got two Memphis organizers. We got a Chattanooga organizer. We got one in rural West Tennessee. Shout out to Sabrina Austin. Yes. We got who else? Knoxville. Knoxville organizer. We are statewide. Y'all, this, can you believe this? From that two, is good. Man, I, I don't think y'all understand how genuine we're being right now. But yeah, um, really we do not. want to shout out our homie Justin Canoe and the Tennessee Holler. Justin, since day one, you've always been there for us, making sure that we can have our voices heard and giving us a platform. Um, Porch Politics is a part of the Tennessee Holler podcast network. You can learn more about them at the TennesseeHoller.com or you can follow the Holler. Follow the Holler, baby, on social media at the TN Holler. Hello. Follow the Holler, baby, because Justin be on the air.